0: The Avacorda As far as on Community Radio Good afternoon everyone and welcome once again to Sportsland here on 98.3 FM and 92.7 FM on Scarapay Community Radio in a association, association with our sponsors their Credit Union and on today's show we previewed the Under-21 B final between Broughford and Kilmady which is coming up later on today from Clare live here at 1.30 we're going to be joined by a giant captain of Broughford James Vaughan also their fullback David Boland and a member of the management team, Danny Chaplin. And then we're going to turn our thoughts to a man who's returned from foreign shores, is John O'Brien from O'Connell's Mills, as he talked to us, talks to us about hurling in Toronto. And finally, we're going to be chatting to our station manager, Mr Jim Collins, about the year of 2022 just gone. And now we're joined here in studio by two members of the Bradford Under Twenty One panel, uh, getting ready to play the Under Twenty One B final later on today in Clark Castle. We're joined by giant captain James Vaughan and who plays at Connor Forward and also by the man who's wearing the number who wears the number three jersey, David Poland. Ledge, you're welcome to Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thanks very much. Thanks very much for having us. James, we've got to start with you. You know, great tradition in, in Bradford, the Vaughan name, your your grand uncle uh, was chairman of the county board. Your captain going into a county final, proud moment for the family.
1: That is, yeah, but sure. We won't let to get to the head, now. we'll try to keep the head down and hold the game as best we can on Saturday. Can maybe
0: James' opponents, like okay, anyone in the final is James' opponent, but can maybe you know kind of coming in under the radar, not a whole lot knowing about them. You know they've got in, came in, they came in, can maybe
1: come in the back door as they say, but you know a final is a final, and anything can happen David, or James. And that's it, we want. We won't underestimate them, but we're not overly worried about what we know about them, what we don't know about them. We're kind of concentrating on our own game and trying as best we can to get prepared mentally and physically. That's all we can do. And of course, Les a semi final great win over the neighbours
0: in Tulla and brilliant preparation leading into today's game.
1: Ah, yeah, sure look, it was a great, um It was a great challenge. It was a savage battle in the, in the second half, especially like fierce physical game. So that should help us now for Saturday. David. You know, it was
0: a game with probably two halves last Saturday in in, in Castle, You know, Tuller, I suppose Brafford started off the better, but didn't capitalise. Tuller came back into it. You know, you defended well, kept all the scores there at full-back. And then once you got the initiative in the second half, you drove on.
2: Yeah, it took us a while to get going. Uh, it took Craig giving out to us, I think, at half time to really get us going. And we came out in the second half, tackled hard. I think we just wanted it more in the second half, and we got our scores then. And do you think
0: maybe the break of the two weeks you know the fact that Tuller had played the week before against their rogue and were kind of maybe more up for the game maybe at the start he just seemed a bit lethargic in the first first half
2: yeah no I'm not too sure now it, it might have played a part uh, I think it was our own our own head just the call and everything people might have been not in the right mind mind space I'm not too sure really but thank God we gotta go in the second half and we got the win.
0: And, you know, leading into this and as James said, you know, you're not going to underestimate Kinmadi. Kinmadi uh, under, came down from, they w- would have been a uh, minor A or a 3-1 A, so, you know, they're going to provide, provide a formidable challenge for you.
2: Yeah, we, we haven't played them much in the past, we don't know too much about them, but we're going to go out and play our own game, our tackling hard and get our scores when we get a chance and that's it.
0: James, you're very strong all over the field, you know, it is as good an three one team as I seen in in, in Braford, and may, maybe probably a bit better than the team that won the final three years ago when you beat Market.
1: Yeah, look, like, some of the players that were playing three years ago in market would be our older players now and there's a good mix between them and the younger players coming in through, so there is good a good mix between the top players and there's a good mix throughout the team, to be honest.
0: James, how many of the team played uh, three years ago in that replay against Market down in mile Bridge? Jesus, that's
1: a... Uh, he wasn't was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I suppose not. Actually, there was four, there was four or five. Uh, that started, yeah. That started, and sure, there was another three or four on the sideline ready to come in, so that all helps with experience too.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. And, and Davey, look, in fairness, in, in last, especially in the last 12 months, it has been a tough time, you know, in, in, in Brafford GA, and it's great, you know, that... And the a new year obviously sweeps clean, but it's great that you know this under twenty one team, are really you know carrying out to the best of Bradford traditions, fighting, playing well, giving you know, playing good hurling and really bringing the community of Bradford alive again.
2: Yeah, know it'd be good. It'd be good to get a few smiles on people's faces, and uh, even you see when Bradford play, we get a big crowd behind us, and they cheer every score, every tackle, and they really oh, they like to in Bradford. Does no other They do. They do. They really get behind us. James, that was you know, significant
0: less Saturday, you know, right at the start of the second half, even though you hadn't gone well in the first half, when you came out for the second half, there was a good roar from the Bradford crowd, you know, obviously you got a good eight inside and well, well deserved to get it, but when you were going well, they rose behind you and, you know, drove you home.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I think the fact that we were down at time probably worked a small bit in our favour because we did need to come out and we started well. We got, I think it was a one, two or three without, with no reply in the first five or ten minutes and, uh, Obviously, had yeah, the or they kept us going throughout, like, so that was huge. David, you're strong
0: all over the field, you know, a very, very even team, you know, starting with, with, with a, a very good goalkeeper, young goalkeeper behind you, and Peter Fell. you know, you're ranking at, at, at full-back, and of course, there's a small little ma- matter of a little man to place in the back, with The out there, Remember the a member of the Clarecena
2: tremendous player. Yeah, Paddy's an outstanding player, he's some athlete. Um, and we have a few players around the field who've played senior for braford this year. A lot of them playing the junior A team. They're all really playing adult hurling, and we have a few subs come off the bench as well. So it's a, it's a very balanced team. That's an important point that David made, James. You know,
0: everyone in the Bradford team has played adult hurling at, you know, junior or senior or whatever you know, and it's great again to bring that experience into into playing a final.
1: Well, it is, yeah, because be a senior or be. It junior there's a huge step up from underage hurling from minor up to junior or senior and the the physicality of it so draw at this time of year hurling under 21s like it's not about fancy summer hurlers it's all about the physicality and the dog and in the players that draw the fight like that they wanted so that's a huge thing too before i can't i can't let you go
0: first of all i have to mention i got a message from a good friend of yours mr Owen o'connor from fecal now Owen maybe might have thought that fecal can were never going to be in the final he said to give you a good grilling yeah can't do that um, did you would you have expected Fiete Killinina maybe to get over that Kimele challenge?
1: Uh, I didn't. I didn't to be honest I hadn't really analysed it. Re- I hadn't really looked at it to be honest. Um, we were kind of concentrating on ourselves. But um, look, I, I didn't know much about either team, but I, they're, I knew they were both both strong teams. So I kind of <coughs> said that look, either either one of them could win it. So I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm not shocked. Like so. That's all, really. Good
3: political answer there. Lads, just most of us when we well, were black playing hurling many years ago, we were probably finished by August, September and no more hurling until the following March. But you're playing here in the middle of a cold snap, you know, minus, minus degrees. And just wondering what it's like for you, say, playing last weekend in that cold and training in the cold as well. You know, minus two, minus zero degrees, any tip of the finger, and even the ball could hurt you. So do you find it's Tricky not to get hurt or avoid injuries, or do you just ignore it when you're playing? Ah, uh, it's,
2: it's hard. It's hard to get yourself going and training, all right, when you're going out in the cold. But now, we're sure, we're in the final, semi-final, it's easy more to fate yourself. Um, the last day, geez, there's no complaints. The pitch was better than the pitch you'd find in Absolutely, the summer. Yeah. In the summer, Fabulous, and yeah. you're you're not long warming up. So, and
3: James, you might tell the listeners what can you do in the shortest days of the year in terms of training for the last week, not preparing for the final. What kind of things can you do in lights, and and you know? How would you just keep sharp i mean you can't do any more fitness work or tactical work but i suppose really so
1: what things have yeah you been sure doing? of course as far it's impossible to get a pitch with lights these evenings the evenings are short and yeah. the stack so anyway like down to the ball wall the ball we do a lot of training at the ball wall and stuff so to keep the touch sharp and you know there's a whole lot of running around the pitch, or, or you know field work you can do so the ball wall is kind of it's all you can do really to be honest keep just sh- keep yourself sharp and keep the touch in, in shape also, I suppose there's a short build-up to the final as well in terms of you know usually finals can be two weeks, maybe even three weeks.
3: Uh, in, in if it's summer time in the in the older days, championships there'll be a space between them. Is it good that you have having too much time to think about it, or you just tear into the final now, come up to Christmas, and it'll be over? You know, don't have to think too much about it and just concentrate on the performance. Is that is that a good thing, or would you
1: like a bit more time? Um, I I'm happy about it personally. Anyway, I kind of like the quick turnaround because to be honest, we with the preparation in terms of fitness and stuff done earlier on in the season we should have anyway and um, so like I, I'd be happy enough to just to get it kind of move on from the semi-final and move straight into the final with a few sessions in between um yeah So David you're, you're ready for the free as well
2: Oh I'm ready yeah uh, I like I like the way it's only a week there's no overthinking no nothing yeah. just get out on Saturday and play David
0: where is your best place because you, you you seem to be a jack of all trades but now, you have nailed down this full-back position, in which you it's a special position. Where would you, where would you rather play?
2: Uh, well, I, I obviously love midfield or centre-forward. Um, but no, I'll play where I'm put, and I seem to be doing a job at full-back, so I'm happy to do, to do whatever.
0: Uh, Camille, st- when you were growing up, who would have been your role model as a player, or who would you have styled yourself uh, on?
2: Uh, well, when I was very young, I loved Davy Fitz, but obviously when I was getting a bit older, I'm sure you have to admire Tony Kelly, and just the way he hurls and stuff. So, probably Tony. How about you, James? Yeah, sure. Look,
1: I suppose the same Tony Kelly, sure. It's hard not to miss him on the Clare Hurling field, like, you know. Yeah, there's no doubt he, 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 he is the best. And of course, because you've, m- you've, you've always been a corner forward anyway, there's no
0: just doubt. Just say isn't the greatest is a the Clare men they're able to look up to years ago, be up to Cork Leads or Tip lads or, you know, outsiders. Here we have our own stars now, which is just a good sign of the times, really, isn't it? Yes, for sure here, what, what would you, your pre-match routine Would you be nervous before a match Or are you just buzzing Just to get going
1: uh, I wouldn't really be overly nervous I'd be nervous of course Yeah naturally enough But I wouldn't be overly But Try and keep yourself busy Joe, you know, if you have A couple of hours Before the match Jeez, the worst you be, thing you, you'll,
0: you'll be busy at home There's no doubt yeah, You'll get much break there. The
1: worst thing you can do Is kind of be sitting around Waiting for the match So you can keep yourself busy And just you know, Keep your mind off the match and, uh, For as long as possible And then Get straight into it When the time comes
2: How you fix that way David uh, thank God we have exams this week, so our mind is fairly busy. And and uh, exams, i never heard that before. Keeping our mind off the match. <laughs> I know what you mean, We yeah. should be
0: sitting
1: here now and not doing this <laughs> interview.
0: <it. laughs> we we're going to let you go now. Um, is there a clean bill either. of health in the camp? Is everyone fully fit and, and, and ready to go later on today?
1: Yeah, yeah I think we're, we're as ready as we'll ever be. Um am sure we'll see Saturday, time will tell, us suppose. Looking forward to David. You yeah. know, It's only a short couple of hours away all to get ready
0: and, and hit, for, hit for Clare Castle and you know, hit the field and make sure, hit it from the start this time.
2: Yeah, no, I can't wait. Hopefully, we get full 60 minutes now of good hurling this time. We always only play good for a half so far, so we'll put it together now next next Saturday.
0: James and David, thanks a million for coming in to talk to us here at Scarra Faith Community Radio, and we wish you the very best to look later on today in Clare Castle. And James, hopefully, you're making that victory speech later on this evening.
1: Thanks very much, lads.
0: Thanks, look, lads. Good luck. And once again, thanks to James Farhan and David Borden for taking time to talk to us. So we go from the players, we go to members of the management and once again, I man well known to everybody here on Scarlet Radio, member of the Bradford management team is Denny Chaftain. Denny, you're welcome once again. Thanks to you. Denny, as the two I said, look, it great to be in the final. You know, great fixture of Atola in the semi-final last week. Has been a very good championship can- campaign for Bradford all round. You know, I suppose a mixed bag, mixing the good and the bad. You know this is going to take 60 minutes of intense hurling to get over the challenge of Kilmelea later on today.
4: Absolutely, and it's probably something we haven't done yet in in both or three games to date. We seem to have in fits and starts. The first day against Shannon, we were absolutely outstanding in the first 30 minutes. Disappeared after half-time, finished strong. Carbon copy in the Belier game, very good in the first half. A 15-minute spell in the second half, which we wouldn't have been happy with, and again finished strong and last saturday we were poor enough in the first half and we had a tremendous second half so the aim is today to just put the full hour together and you know they have they've all the work done i mean they're they're as fit as they're ever going to be they've they've, they're tremendous lads to train we can't question their commitment or their, their effort over the last two months and just hoping that we can put it together for an hour now today
0: and then he does not doubt when they click the action especially in the semi-final, they, they produce top test Holland all over the field. All over the field. And, and I, I thought
4: in the first half, our work rate, it was that maybe 5% below where it needed to be. And it was only 5%, but the difference in that 5% made in the second half I mean, we we tackled, we hunted in packs, we were getting twos and threes into the tackle, and we were chasing every ball as if our life depended, on which we didn't do in the first half. And we were kind of standing off a of Tuller and admiring them a small bit, but, you know, um, Craig had a few choice words at half-time, and he called them out, and he basically, he, he told them they had one half an hour to make sure that they didn't go down as a team that were talking in, in pubs and down the street and... I got the, the fair responded to him, you know, and uh, their second half was tremendous. Everything we asked them to do, they've done.
0: And then, he, I suppose, look at the key move uh, of the game was bringing Keen McQueen back out full forward. Back. I know he's been in Amsterdam studying hard, you know, so maybe it might have been hard to get him into the game. But once he came back to wing back and opened up, he was, he was grand. Uh, Conor O'Donnell had a, a tremendous game in the middle of the field and of course the duel in the ground in when he went in the forward, Niall O'Farrell, what a second half performance. Yeah, um, again, probably bypassed Niall
4: a small bit in the first half, it bypassed that side in the middle of the field. Um, we felt that Garrod Vaughan and the other midfielder done, he probably, uh, um, he'd done more going in the first half than the other 14 lads put together uh, from a Bradford point of view. So we were conscious of that and we needed to get Niall into the game. I mean, he's our star player so far this year. Uh, along with Paddy and David and a few more, but Niall is, uh, as you said, the crown, the crown jewel, and he duly responded in the second half. Like the point just after half time, it set the tone for it to sixty yards out. He won the tackle, beat two men, and from sixty yards to straight over the black spot, and that kind of set the tone for our whole second half. Keane really grew into the game at wing back. Just probably is is an out and out back. Not a forward, you know, he's a back and it suits him to go back and Conor O'Donnell is just, he's a lovely stick man. While well, he didn't do anything wrong at wing back, he had a, he had a fair tussle with young Sean Whitcomb in the first half, but he really blossomed in the second half and I thought it, it, all three of them, the, the change kind
0: of worked for, for him all over, you know. And also the move of Eleanor O'Brien in full forward, you know, from the wing, big men and... He caused plenty of problems inside, held the ball inside and also not up a goal in the paint. Yeah,
4: and do you know the difference, I suppose, between Keane was inside and he was trying to come out and contest ball, whereas Alan stayed on the edge of the square and we got a couple of long deliveries and he kept that ball in there. He won every ball. He broke it down in front of him and, you know, we'd have been... Trying all week, we'd have been talking about um, Tony Laden to keep him out of the game. And my oh god, Alan kept him out of the game, he just didn't let the ball get to him and held it. And he had the physical strength in to hold him off, and he held it in there. And we got I know Alan got one, one but I thought we got a few other scores off it as well, you know.
3: And then it's Kilmaley now in the final. And uh, I suppose there's rarely a bad Kilmaley team at this level. Uh, a lot of these lads might have played eight different levels up along, they will have a huge bench and plenty of numbers, and have no how on the sideline. I'm sure there's
4: nobody underestimating the challenge of Kilmeley. No, um, it's, it's a huge challenge. You know, Kilmele I think if 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 I correct it, they were in the minor race semi final three years ago. Um, you know, they're back into in the B and under twenty one and we know there's a huge battle there. It's there's there's going to be nothing in this. Uh it'll go down maybe to a break and ball or who who can pick up the breaks on the day, but we 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 we're fully prepared for a, a real battle here now for the whole game, you know.
3: And do you think it's better for your lads in a sense that it isn't a neighbouring team? For instance, like the Fife the, the Fife lads that have gone to school with Fife Kiln, or beaten the all final, but Kilmele, obviously, are it the a the lot local team where there be rivalries and maybe events are going on. This is against a team from up kind of mid or mid, mid towards West Clare, and maybe less known about them. Maybe it's easy for your lads to concentrate on their own performance.
4: Yeah, I think so, and probably. You know, if it was Fecal killing, there would most of the lads would have hold together with Tuller in the school, and you'd have that. They'd, they'd be all, you know, talking among themselves: who who am I going to mark, and who's going to be mark, and so on, so on. Whereas going in against the Kilmealy lads, I don't think we, these have played Kilmealy in in any grade up along. You know, Kilmele have been A probably yeah. in, up along, and our lads have always been B. They wouldn't have met. So it's, it's a different challenge. But it also means we can concentrate on our own game all week. We have been getting our own side of it right. And we're not worried about Kilmeade. We just go in and concentrate on ourselves.
3: And even though it's a week before Christmas, Danny, roughly and after a, an awfully cold snap and minus, t- minus temperatures, it's still a big, big day for the parish of, of Bradford.
4: Oh, it's huge. Um, you know, we don't get to too many finals and we probably win less of them, But, you know, we're hoping not to, uh, to set the turn for a great Christmas.
0: And Danny, of course, look. I said it to, to James and and David earlier on. You know, it has been well documented, and everyone knows about the tough times that have been in Broford and it has been, you know, just 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 it's tragic. But you know, the people of Broford they're a resilient outfit, and you know, in adversity they come together, and it, it strengthens the community, which was very prevalent on the sideline with every, with the passion they showed last Saturday. Sort of but it's great, Denny, you know, at the end of the day, to bring a smile to people's faces and it would be a marvellous way to finish off 2022 if the Under-21-B championship was resting in the parish tonight. Yeah, and, you know, it's at the centre of all the tragedy
4: in, in the last couple of months and even year in Bradford has been the Hurling Club. It has been the centre of everything. I mean, they've rallied around the families involved and we all know who we're talking about. And, you know, it's great now that Maybe we can celebrate something together instead of you know commiserating and would say drowning our sorrows or here. It, it would be great for the parish, and and you can see it as you said last Saturday and even the Ballier game and the Shannon game. They, there's a huge support for these lads, you know. There's a everyone in the parish is behind them and it's great and it's great to see everybody out there and you know we have people back going to matches now that hadn't been there all year for various reasons and you know it would be great for them if we could if we could win this today
0: Yeah and you know even though it is the day before Christmas Eve you wouldn't think that you know there won't be much festive uh, uh, cheer maybe or festive goodwill to either team but you'd hope that It'll be ho-ho-ho after the game later on, later on this evening. Well, you it'll know. be ho-ho-ho anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, you know, there's a result in the day. People look at,
4: I suppose the first couple of rounds of the Championship, we were blessed with the weather. Um, there's no doubt we probably played in better pitches now than we would if the, if the championship was in February and March, which it has always, throughout mm. the years, it has always been February and March. And it's played in muck and puddle. We, we all know that, the under-21 championship. And you could have a first round there in February in frost and snow. That's no different. But, I, I mean, we have been lucky this year. And and I think it's a great championship. The 21 has always been a great championship. And it would be great to have it finished now today and have it done before Christmas. And, you know, the boys can go in and enjoy their Christmas now.
0: Denny, just before you go, you made the point... If the Championship is played earlier in the year, you know, and as you said, the Under 21 has always produced the best hurling at either club or county level. And this Under 21 Championship in, both the, in all the grades, it hasn't disappointed.
4: It hasn't disappointed, no. I was at a couple of the A games as well, and there's been tremendous games in this Championship, you know, and as I said, there always is. And we, you'll always pick out one or two in both the A and the B that are going to go on, and there'll be future. Um, Clare stairs. I mean, where did we see Tony Kelly first? We saw him playing under-21 for Ballet against the bridge, I remember, one day above in Clarecastle, Shane Amore, Mac and Tony Kelly. It was, it was a joy to behold, and now look at them, they're probably two of the best goalers in the country, you know? And and hopefully, maybe we might see one or two of them out here today, from both sides.
0: Yeah, indeed. With that, any thanks for coming in to Taking Time Talks. So we know you're busy and getting ready to heat for, hit for Clarecastle. The best look to yourselves, as the team and all at Brockford and hopefully that the under-21B Championship will be residing in East Clare later on this evening.
4: Hopefully. Thanks very much. Best look, Thanks.
3: You're listening to Sportsline on Scariff Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarboroughbayradio.com
0: and on the TuneIn Radio app. Sportsline is sponsored by Derek Credit Union. And now we move from the small matter of the under-21B final and we move over uh, to the next parish and we're moving into to O'Kellil's Mills, Mills. We're going to be joined by a man who is not hurling in Ireland or for the Mills anymore. He's hurling out in a foreign jurisdiction in the great hurling stronghold of Canada. And we're delighted to be joined here on the line by uh, John, John O'Brien from O'Connell's Mills. And, Maybe people that wouldn't, maybe might know John here in East Clare and Scarrapey Community Radio, but John's father, Pat, is a member of the media team here on Scarab Community Radio. So, John, you're welcome.
5: Hi, thanks very much.
0: John, I suppose, you know, first of all, you know, your father is part of the media team here. Uh, would you ever ever had any interest yourself in doing media work, John? Uh,
5: no, to be honest, it never never struck me, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, my brother actually did some radio work uh, when he was in uh, when he was in college, but uh, I don't think it ever uh, struck me really.
0: All right, so t- it's in it's in the family. So, John, look at <laughs> um, every, everyone will know you, John, as playing um, for for O'Callaghan's Mills and playing for before prior to that, playing for Saint Joseph's Secondary School in Tulla. However, you have up sticks, John, and you've moved to to Canada in mm-hmm. in the recent past, and you might tell us about your move to Canada, John.
5: Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I moved to Canada three and a half years ago. Um, just uh, it was nearly less than a year out of graduating from college, and just kind of wanted to change up and get out of Ireland and 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 kind of live somewhere else. Um, so Canada was kind of my option for a few reasons. My brother was uh, living in Toronto, so he was uh, giving me recommendations and um, just the. Suppose the Canadian visa, you get a two-year work visa there, and it's pretty straightforward to get um, by applying online. Um, so yeah, and as well, I suppose it's it's only a seven, six and a half, seven-hour flight um, from from Toronto specifically. So um, so yeah, just those kind of factors, and um, made me choose New, uh, Canada and, and Toronto.
0: Yeah, and didn't speak obviously you, you, you're walking you're walking in Toronto but of course any, any Irishman when, when he goes out to a foreign jurisdiction least like this you know sport will always become you know and you're, you're always heavily immersed in sport and there's no doubt you were going to follow sport in Canada but however you didn't you didn't um, dive into the sport straight away you took you took time to reacquaint to acquaint yourself with, with, with Toronto first.
5: Uh, yeah, I, I arrived kind of July um of twenty nineteen and I I said I'd leave it off to Ireland for for the first summer anyway and, and just enjoy try enjoy, enjoy the city and, and see what, what that had to offer. So um yeah, so I I got into it then the, the next the next summer. Um and there was at the time there was two two hurling <coughs> teams there, um, Clown the Gale and the Piercig and but there was another another club um being talked about being formed and I knew a few of the lads and they were talking about it and um, yeah they just came to me and asked um if I join and, and help them out because you know they just wanted to establish kind of numbers in the team and just so they you know you're not playing the same team over and over again and there's a third team and just make the championship and, and everything a bit better. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of where, where I landed the next summer um, with, with my club, Coolest Artfield.
3: John. And uh, obviously, summer, you didn't play in summer 19, you said, because you wanted to enjoy the city, which makes sense. But the following year, then, obviously, you got into it and the new club was set up. But this would have been the time when COVID came in as well, John. And just wondering, how did that affect you? How, how was Canada affected? Was it strict? Or, you know, had you no freedom to, to hurl away and, and, and do things?
5: Yeah, yeah, no, it, um, that was a obviously a, a big issue, and um, we couldn't really couldn't really play any competitive hurling. Um, so, so yeah, it, I suppose it, it took another year and a bit to to get going. But um, yeah, as far as Canada and Toronto, yeah, it was it, it was probably the same, uh, similar to Ireland. Here, it was it, it was rough. It was there was lockdowns and. Um, you know, you couldn't really go out in, in groups and, uh, and things like that for um, for a good year or so. So, so was, um, I suppose bearing uh, that in mind, it must have been, yeah, 2020, uh, 2021, really, um, when, we, when we really got going.
3: Anyway, just tell us a little bit more about the formation of the new club, where the name came from and where the lads are from, etc.?
5: Um, yeah, so Cooler saresfield so um, one of the lads, Andy Connolly, and and the other, uh, Carl Duggan. So Andy's from um, from Kula, or his club is is Kula in South Dublin, there uh, around the Dungy area. That's right. And uh, Carl Duggan um, from Glenmire, um, uh, he, he's a, a, a Cork saresfield man. So. They, uh, together they, they created a club anyway and uh, hence the coolest Sarsfields Fields um, was named so um yeah the two lads uh, they're passionate about hurling and yeah they they wanted to create a club and um yeah just joined the, the two club names together and uh, yeah just they just saw there was an opportunity there to, to create more of a competitive um I suppose hurling championship there so um so yeah they put a lot of hard work in and um, it created a great culture of the club and, and we all try and chip into the club um, as much as we can and, and help the community the, the hurling community and, and the team uh, from let's say a hurling side and a social side we all, we all chip in we all have a great time
3: And in terms of pitches in and grounds to play in and train in John um, do the clubs share grounds or is it your know, other designated GA kind of grounds or is it just open spaces for maybe general community sports or what's the situation that way?
5: Yeah, uh, so there's only one uh, hurling field, proper uh, proper hurling field. Um, It's it's a bit outside Toronto, Um, but uh, yeah, there like that's where we go to play all the games every weekend uh, during the summer. Um, You know, you can can train there, but it's just a bit far out from the from the downtown. So. So most clubs and um, we go to any kind of community schools there. They usually have, let's say, like a soccer field or something like that. Um, but there is larger parks there as well that you can train on. So um so yeah, we usually just rent um, a field at a at a community school and or else we, we go to one of the kind of bigger public parks there and, and train there as well. So um, it's a bit of both and, and, and yeah, all, all football, all the Hurling teams and football teams, they, they do the same.
0: And John, in terms of numbers in, in, in each club, then, um, you know, to cater for all the community, you send us three teams, how many would be involved in each club, John?
5: Yeah. Um, so for the, for the men's Hurling teams, I'd say you're talking roughly around 20 to 25 lads, um, on, on any given year. Um, you know, such as like with, with the work visas, and there's always lads coming and going as well. And then there's probably, you know, the foundational lads there that are kind of there for a while. So um, sometimes particularly like let's say with the Hurling, um, there's only three teams. So, um, so yeah, it it, it was a bit tight on on numbers um, for, for some teams on, on any particular year. So, um, recruitment is, is 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 very big. You know, you want to try and, and get lads signed up, and um, you know, they don't no, they don't necessarily have to be hurling for a long time. Or um, you know, we got we that's for example, we've had a lot of new lads have uh, never played competitive hurling before, and you know, we take the time and we we try and uh, we support them, and and some of them have turned out brilliant and, you know we just cater for everyone there and we just try and get as much numbers and, and you know uh, just for social events and just for the hurling and it's just a great day great day out and um, just from a community perspective as well it's it's brilliant to just try and get as much Irish over and and, and get them into it as well
3: and there's a bit of rivalry between the clubs John you know if you how do you hear get to know of new Irish lads coming over that might may or may not be hurlers but you know to get in there first is there kind of a is there kind of a grapevine that you know, does a good lad come from Clare or Limerick or Cork or Tipper or somewhere, and you want to sign him up, or is there a bit of chance involved, or you know, how do you get in there, first to sign them up?
5: Yeah, um, so pretty much like the, if if anyone is going over there, you know, you just look up the clubs and you really just kind of reach out, and um, we we would kind of advertise on, um, let's say a Facebook page, any like Irish uh, in Toronto Facebook page, and. Um, different social media's like that. We, um, you know, the clubs all recruit on those. But you know, if, if you have hurling or, or football or whatever you want in mind when you're coming over, just look up um, what clubs are around, and um, you know, on the social media pages there be there be a contact there that you can um, you can inquire about, and um, yeah, through through that side you can you get in contact with us and. And um, yeah, if we give you leads if you need. You know, let's say the GA teams are great for giving you leads about our recommendations for jobs and um, accommodation, different tips and stuff like that. I so that way as well. But um, so yeah, just through the social media you can get in contact.
3: Yeah. Any sorry before Leo comes in there again. Any uh, local Canadians taking interest in the game for having seen you bring in a few ice hockey skills renting to the game, now?
5: Yeah, uh, there, there, there has been um, on another team. All right, there, there's been a few. Uh, to be fair, so um, whenever we're out poking around the the public parks around downtown, there's uh, there's heaps of people uh, asking about what sport it is the whole time. So, um, so yeah, they, they they're they're friendly folk and they're they're always asking, um, you know, what sport it is, and they're always complimenting, um, you know, how it how it looks very interesting. So, so yeah, it's it's a funny aspect of it.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. It's, 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 they'll say who are these lunatics outside here. But John, is there many uh, clear people outside playing? Playing with you out there? Any other people that we'd know from the, from the county?
5: Um, yeah. So from um, from my own team, Cooluc Sarsfields, we have um, we have Mark O'Brien and Jack Danner from from playing with us this year. Um, and then we had um, Colin Slater from from Clara and Sean Gavin from Mulek. Um, right. so yeah those, those lads all joined um, all joined there just uh, the year gone um, two um, Jack now Jack Danner and Connor Slater went, uh, went back to Ireland now since but uh, we still have Sean and Mark there and, and yeah all four of them were brilliant now Um they were they were uh, pivoted to our team um, this year but um, they were great lads and then um, there's a few then from the Napier sig team um, and a few <laughs> fellow fellow clubmates um from from Macallan's Mills um um Gary Neville uh, from from the kitchen yeah. there as well um and in the Mac is the goalie and, and manager there for the sig as well so he's been involved in the Piercic for years now and um, he's been brilliant in in uh, driving that team forward as well so um yeah it's, it's a good Friendly, very friendly rivalry with that team. We have a great relationship, but um, uh, we've got uh, good competitive games on the field as well. Um, and then we've a few uh, from the bridge as well. Um, Dara Fitzgerald um, from the bridge uh, from the of um Sean Bonty as well. And uh, Pash Ehan um, um, as well from the bridge. So, yeah, they have a good uh, bridge contingent uh, on the Pearcewik.
0: Yeah, got his nice he's nice to have people that you'd know no know, know there. So it's really at the end of the day, John, it's like a home from home at the end of the day.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, no, like that's it, it's brilliant. The the hurling, uh, the whole community there. Like you get to get to meet these lads and you get to hurl against them, and and um, yeah, it's great to play them and very competitive as well. So um, yeah, it's, couldn't just recommend it highly enough. You know, if you're ever going abroad to to join join any GAA team, tell you. Oh, you meet people, meet people, you know, you know, if you find leads for for jobs and accommodation and and, and all that. So, um, yeah, is it highly recommend uh, anyone to to do that?
3: And can you make any contact or you know play teams from other parts of either Canada or the States? And I know the distances involved are massive, but I'm sure there'll be lots of lads over the Vancouver side, which is probably about three thousand miles away. Then down New York yeah. and everything else. Is it probably too far yeah. distance-wise, or do we be able to make contact for weekends or that?
5: Yeah, um, so let's say um, so. For example, I suppose the the Canada games were on um, the first weekend of September there this this year, and so yeah. Who, who won it? Who won it? By the
0: way, John, who won it?
5: Uh, but um, one of the Vancouver teams won. I I I can't remember the name oh, yeah, uh, yeah. the name of them, but um, yeah, they're, uh, the Vancouver teams were were brilliant. now. they they had an excellent standard fairness to them. So um. Yeah, they came over and they won the they won the senior um, events But um, yeah, they were very strong and they had great Irish numbers over there. A lot of but, Irish there, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but to be fair, now there's there's teams from Ottawa and there's Montreal and and uh, Kingston as well. And you know, there's a lot of there there was actually a lot of Canadians playing playing for them as well. And um, most of their team were were Canadians. So um, so yeah, it just goes to show uh, the growth of the game in Canada as well. There's a lot of interest um, you know from, from Canadians um, around around the, those parts of, of Canada
0: and of course there's plenty of timber out there for hurlies John
5: <laughs> yeah absolutely plenty <yeah>. less
3: <laughs> to break it to it, so. they, they, they've never tried to entice you to be a bit of ice hockey uh, in, in the off season no? Uh,
5: I've never I've never tried it now I know a few lads have tried it, and it, it is a, it's a good sport to watch. it's fast paced as well so it's That's a so right. much If you're used to uh,
3: playing Bradford and Castle and, and those lads up in Longshore, it would be no problem at all to <laughs> mix. <laughs> <laughs> mix <those. Yeah. laughs>
5: John, to, to,
0: to compare the standard uh, out in Canada, John, compared to, the, say, the club championship here in Clare, what, what comparison could you make or what grade would you say the Canadian teams may be comfortable playing if they were here, John? If it was yeah, like for like. Um,
5: I suppose, yeah, like um, the. I think junior A intermediates would probably be the standard of Ireland that we'd be playing um, in Toronto anyway. Um, but yeah, as I said, like Vancouver has very strong teams and they'd be nearly more senior, um, you know, senior like teams. but, um, and then maybe some of the, let's say teams from like Ottawa or Montreal, be more kind of uh, junior, junior C, junior, junior B kind of type teams. So, um, but yeah, like there's, it's, you know, uh, let's say for example, on our team, like we encourage anyone who has who's never really played competitively to to join anyway, and there's always yeah. uh, room for involvement there, and, and uh, yeah, just getting people into the game, like it's um, yeah, that's what we try and encourage.
0: And John, I, I know you're, you're involved as a player, and you, you know you were you, you you were quite a good player here when you were at home. Are you involved in the club outside of a player? You're involved in administration, John, um, as well as playing.
5: Um, so I, I I'm part of the committee all right. Um oh, the famous committee. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, have a little kind of say in, in different stuff. But um I did along with um, one of my um uh, uh club mates as well, we we did kinda of run the train and, and, and manage the team as well. So we we know kinda of main fella to to manage our team. So we we kinda two of us just um or three of us there's another fella involved as well and Three of us just kind of all chipped in and did our trainings and uh, and picked the teams and and just try and manage the team as well. So so that was another no, another side it as long as no. playing. Um, so, but it, it's good. I you know you enjoy it and just uh, yes, adds more the, more meaning to it.
3: Yeah, the, and sorry, and and the Irish ladies are there as well. their presence making their presence felt well with of Camogie as well, John, isn't there?
5: Yeah, there's Camogie. Um, there's I think there's three Camogie teams there if so I might be wrong there but yeah. Um two or three. So um yeah there's there's uh, good uh and one of the comogi teams is very good as well so um good standards Camogie uh, there too.
0: And John are you governed by the rules from crop Park Are you run by crop Park or are you a separate entity?
5: Um yeah, we're we're governed by, by crop Park as well so um so yeah we'd we adhere to all that too so um, yeah we'd we have our um, AGM and, and all that crack um, you know and um, Tuscan in November and, and, and different things like that so and
3: are, yeah Are referees drawn from your own resources as well you know are, are there many referees available first of all?
5: Um, not too many now to be honest with you um, Common complaint there just, just, Yeah There's a, just a couple there that, that do the hurling and usually um, for the for the final for the semi finals they they
3: might fly one up from from New York as well. So um, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how to get them?
0: And John, of course. In obviously all the games, as you said, they they, are, they take place outside Toronto, and I suppose on on any given Sunday, it's a major. I suppose it's the, the event of the week. It's a great social event. You know, once the games are over, everyone just all the Irish. It's a home from home for everybody. Then. Yeah.
5: Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's nearly usually every. Uh, it depends Saturday or Sunday um, of, of the summers there um, there's games pretty much on all day on either one of the days so um, so yeah it, it's brilliant there's football and hurling on uh, throughout the day and yeah it's great outing and get together and yeah everyone kind of hit the bear for a few points then after um, um, after Jeez. playing in 30 35 degree
0: heat so you would nearly need it same protocol as same protocol is here John you're at home for your home at home here for a while your you're, you're on, on, on vacation as they say as you come from from this from from uh, North America your plans John you and teen, are you going back soon
5: uh yeah I'll I'm going back there in about 10 uh, 10 days um, again so I usually try and come back every Christmas now um, for two, three weeks. Um, but yeah, I think I maybe come home. Um, I'll come home for good. So, but yeah, for now we'll we'll head back and um, we'll head back and I'll be back again. probably next Christmas.
0: So we're not going to see you in the green and the sash or the green and gold of uh, O'Kennells Mills in the in the near future. Ah,
5: uh, you never know. You never know. Yeah, good, <laughs>
0: good, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Look at um, John. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us here on Scariff Bay Community Radio. Safe travels on return uh, to to Canada, and give a big East Clare welcome to all uh, the uh, Clare people uh, out there in, in 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 Toronto.
3: Tell them tune into us now and again <laughs> for matches at the weekends. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, just Absolutely, as you're speaking, yeah. do,
0: do, would you ever would you ever uh, get us online even out there to tune into the matches, John? Uh, yeah, we we can. Um, I think
5: only the. F- um, we played the final there and um, we, we had a live stream um for that so um yeah maybe going forward anyway we'll get um get those get those games going online um but yeah um, so yeah we'll we'll try to get you on anyway if, if there's any uh any games on Any streams on there? You can you
3: can have a look. If you're looking, <laughs>
5: for, if you're looking for a referee, Leo will gladly hop over there. For
0: <laughs> me <laughs> I, don't, I think John has seen enough for me in his time. It was not over. John O'Brien, look at as always, very good to take the time to talk to us here on Bay Community Radio. A happy Christmas and a happy New Year to all, to you and all the family, and safe travels and on your return to Canada, John. Yeah, thanks for having me, lads. Uh, yeah,
5: fun. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everyone. Same time, thanks
0: thank, thank you. you. And once again, thanks to John O'Brien for taking the time to talk to us. And again, we wish him the best of luck on his travels. Back to basics, uh, Pat, and Back to local hurling again. And also this weekend, we cannot forget under twenty one A semi finals refixed after the, being cancelled last week due to the the, we, we, the bad weather. Um, on the, again, Claire Castle and Scarroff on in Tulla. Uh, tomorrow, move to UL if if pitch isn't playable, and the same with Aina Kindemona and Cora taking place in Tober and um, with the potential to change if if need be.
3: Yeah, uh, Leo, I suppose the county board and I'd say the clubs as well want to get the whole thing finished in the one calendar year. I know the risks you take when you hit into the knockout stage, which is knockout mill anyway, but of the twenty-one in December, there's always a the risk of rain, hail, or snow, and we've got the we we didn't get either we got the we got thrust in a big way. Um so I think the clubs will be also happy that there is a definite date, there's a definite venue. And we just hope the weather will just now and that they can be played uh twenty one to be today obviously is, is, is surely okay. But tomorrow's games At uh, one o'clock, as you say, in Toilet for the Scarlet for good and low game and in um in Tobur for the, the other semi final. And uh, as a player, a will be delighted because they will be able to maybe relax a bit during Christmas. I know they're involved, a lot of them involved with county squads and different things, and the next day will be short and sweet. But having said that, a lot of the club lads will be able to enjoy Christmas and, you know, have the hurling finished. And hopefully, in the case of the local clubs, that there will be a trophy or two sitting in East Clare, Leo. But um, I think it's, it's, it is the best thing to get it done. I know football is an issue for Corlefine, but I suppose that's their problem. And uh, the county board fixing it for Limerick if the, anything happens in the local pitchers in Clare. I suppose is also a good thing. Not sure if the clubs have a choice in that or not. I presume the county board can insist and then again look at if it falls that way, I'm sure all the all the clubs involved are accepted and go there and play the final just to get it all finished.
0: Yeah, and, and of course and the final of course is fixed for the following for the following Friday provisionally, you know, before Christmas Friday turns, yeah. Which is I suppose
3: as close to Christmas as we've seen games played in a long, long, long time. And uh, so sure it'll give you a chance to go do a shopping either before or after, be before your commentary to get those nice things there for your wife and family and all, your, all, your, all, all those people you forgot, <laughs> maybe even maybe even Jim there and myself and all the all the team heroes, believe well, should supporting you all the year. But seriously, um, look, at it'll be very close to Christmas. But as the deal is the condensed season is a big change in the GA. Players still want it because they have a, a clear season and they know when they start and they know when they stop. So uh, all in all, I think it's been a great competition. Let's just hope the weather obliges now and the pictures oblige, and we can get it finished, and that they can all enjoy. A, a, a Christmas free of having to train or prepare for, for a championship to be finished
0: Yeah and indeed there was also an one of the times I can remember And on the 21A championship came to East Clare And was played in snow in December in Tuller uh, 50 years ago in 1972 when Whitekeith uh, Under the captaincy of Noel Burke And managed by uh, Mike Michael Dan O'Dyle When they defeated Tubber in a final in snowy conditions in Dr Daly Park 50 years ago so, That's a
3: great memory Leo. So, but I didn't know that No, but fair play Yeah it, yeah, look at it's, It was often as, as Danny said uh, It was often early In the season And bad bad conditions there too I mean look at The weather in Ireland As we know unpredictable You can get a beautiful December day We got a beautiful December day Last Saturday or Last Sunday Sorry over in uh, Saturday or Sunday? Saturday, Saturday in Over in Clare, It was a beautiful day The Fox started creeping in Towards the end But it didn't affect the game And uh, it was fabulous conditions So look at You can be lucky But um uh, Look at for Gunlo and Bradford from an East Clare point of view. All they do is they want to try and get their hands on the trophies. And I'd say if they were played in, 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 if they were played in, 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 in I don't know where you want
0: to mention, uh, Field and Limerick, they'd be happy just to get their hands on the trophies. And of course, Pet, there's a small matter, Belly Gunnar and and uh, Belly Hale Shamrocks tomorrow, St Thomas's and yeah. uh, Lucky Shamrocks, two mortifying games uh, as well. Look at that. First of
3: all, the the, the uh, Belly Gunnar Belly Belly Hale game has the makings of one of the games of of the decade. Because they're two super, super teams, two super clubs. What a shame it's clashing with the World Cup final. I mean, I know the World Cup final won't, won't concern the club followers and the many GA followers. But having said that, it's such a major event. Is that people would normally have a look at the World Cup final, particularly if Messi is in it, and maybe. Hope, well, I suppose if, if if France do make it, as is expected, but if Morocco made it, to be such a novelty as well. But look at that's for another discussion. But it hit that clashing But that belly hail, that belly hail, belly gunner game is a standalone fixture that would get absolutely massive audience if it was a standalone game. But unfortunately, everything has gone to instant together. And uh, I don't know if anyone contacted FIFA to put back the World Cup final by a couple of hours. But uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think Infantini would be in that mood somehow.
0: No, Pat. Predict, predict the two winners of the get to the All-Ireland Senior Club Final in the hurling. Belly Gunnar or Belly Hale? I think Belly Gunner have got over last year
3: there's a confidence about them and I think Belly Hale are slightly more vulnerable you know they have, they have been challenged now by the Dublin champions and by the Northern champions so um, I, I think Belly Gunnar just about and look we have to look past Thomas's, even though he's not it Eel. Lock Eel? yeah Lockheed obviously when they come down from the Antrim those teams are full of skill and full of pride and full of competitiveness hard to beat very hard to beat and have a good record but I I think Thomas's, I'll say and Belly, and
0: Belly Gunner. Thanks for that Pat and of course as we come mm. this is uh, people uh, as we come close to Christmas this is our final sports line for uh, uh, 2022 and we're now joined by our, our head guru here at Garapay Radio, our station manager and a man who's very on, he's our main help here with us most, most often he's thinking Henley keeps us going here with engineering it's Jim Jim Cullen Jim you're welcome once again Thank you Leo Jim, 2022, another busy year here uh, for the for sportsline here on Scarab Bay, News Radio, and you know, I know you have many people uh, to thank uh, for for what the, the the help that they give us throughout the year.
6: Yes, I suppose we have so many people to thank. It's probably not I'm not going to do it because I would leave someone out if I started listing names. Yes, yeah, but um. You know, I mean, looking back on it, when you when you said to me that you were going to ask me, you know, just to say a few words, we went back and we had a look at the matches. We have almost 50 live matches done. Um, by the end of the year, we will have close, depending on how results go uh, at the weekend, we will have close on 50 live games done. I mean, our first game was down in Inishkara uh, last January, I'd say when Scarif Ogunalo, um took on uh, the local side in the Munster uh, Club Camogie semi-final. And uh, we were still going last weekend. We had two games lined up last weekend, but only the Broadford one happened in Clare Abbey. Um, so it's it's been a hectic year between Hurling and Camogie. And uh, we got a rugby match in there as, as well, but uh, it really has been a phenomenally busy year uh, for Scarf Bay. So, but it's great. Like so many people, um, I suppose over the last number of years since we started doing, since we started Sportsline and we started uh, providing live commentaries, you know, uh, people have have got used to the idea that local games are being covered, and isn't that a great thing? I mean, isn't it brilliant for people, particularly people who can't attend games? And then when COVID came in, nobody could attend matches. You hit lads with leathers and various things. <laughs> yeah, construction workers, yeah. <laughs> trying, to, trying to climb in over walls. But, like, uh, it, it was brilliant that people could follow the, the progress of games. And, I mean, isn't East Clare entitled to its own radio station and entitled to be able to follow its own, particularly Hurling and Camogie? Um, so it's 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 been absolutely fantastic. We've had a few bad days as well because uh, we've had a few days when technology let us down, and those kind of things happen as well. So, but it's um, you know it's it's been great. And I suppose the the other thing, Leo, about sports line is that yourself and Pat, you you don't you know okay, you preview games that are coming up. You review games that have you know have have happened last week. Um, but but you look at the wider elements as well. I'm thinking over it mightn't be now in the last number of months, but I mean, you had the the, the former Limerick hurler uh, in terms of addiction. Killmurray. 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 Yeah. You had Pat Tierney from over in Kilmory as well, with a man with a fantastic attitude to adversity and and such a positive guy. Um, you know, there's other aspects of sport. You had Eric in here um, a, a couple of months ago. You know, a man who many would associate with, with rugby. And we have
0: Nudie Hughes, Monaghan, to come yet.
6: That's right. Yes, Nudie Hughes. Hopefully over Christmas we'll uh, we'll broadcast that one or uh, as soon as we can anyway. And again, another man who, who has fought and is fighting adversity. So, like, the sport isn't just about scores and results and, and who wins, who loses. Because at the end of the day, when you're involved in sport, um, everybody's a winner. And, and i mean even the you know talking to the various people that you talk to every week and talking to john o'brien there today and he talks about i mean the importance of of the ga out there in toronto and it's not just about who wins this week or who wins next week it's about a whole lifestyle it's about a network of people and it's about your identity as well um and you know and that sport is is brilliant that way and of course we did uh, we covered the the games the intercounty scene as well here on Sportsline, and we gave people the best of analysis um <laughs> so it's 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 been a great year it's been a very very busy year
0: yeah indeed and i suppose look at and and jim we wouldn't without Sportsline wouldn't take a place only without the guests we have the analysts uh the the sponsors and most of all of course the listeners. Yes,
6: and it's you know, I mean, you mentioned the guests we have. You know, people are getting used to the idea of coming up and talking to to the pair of you uh we we'll say in sports line or maybe a post a match analysis. Mm. I mean, people are getting used to that idea as well and people do it very willingly and we are delighted because I mean, our our total focus on Scariff Bay Community Radio is local content and it has to be local. And that means getting local people onto the radio um, and <clears throat> covering local games. And,
3: and, Jim, we should also mention the, the great welcome we get at many venues when we go there commentating or even covering matches in any shape or form. You know, whether it be parish venues or even inter-county venues, that, you know, the most we get such such uh, great hospitality and and, um, you know, help and assistance and a welcome and it's, it's always very well, well received by us and you know we, we've often we're going into any individual place you know but you know facilities are improving all the time and uh, uh, you know, it's just that people are so willing to accept us and help us out and make us feel welcome and give us as many comforts and as many as much assistance as they can. So that's something we really appreciate and of course, as well. And
0: also tells you that, the permission from the different boards for, for allowing us to do the games as well.
3: One hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, there's a great, great, great attitude by people in official um to allowing us to cover games and we do much appreciate that very much as yeah, well.
6: Yeah, well we had and this year particularly we'll say the, the Clare County Board, the Camogie Board, the Munster Council. Uh, and the, the national camogie board as well have been you know have gone out of their way to help us and i mean and it extends to the local groundsman and i'm i you know i'm thinking of the of the, of the late jim Kenny, uh yeah. you know because uh he was someone who would help us out because we, you know luke and i could arrive an hour or two before you guys turn up yeah the idea <laughs> <of> local <tournaments>. <laughs> <laughs> but um You know, we get great help uh, from from all sorts of people in various grounds uh, who look after us and make sure that, you know, everything that they can do for us is done. And I mean, we really appreciate that.
0: And of course, Jim, to keep it going, we have uh, we do incur costs at different times, and we do. There, and there's a, a a rag a rag for sale <laughs> a, 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 at this moment in time.
6: Well, a very exciting publication, I would call it, Leo. Um, I can't remember now what what how the cover is fixed but um it's we very, have very blue anyway jim it, it <laughs> is rather blue yeah we have the 2023 uh scarlet bay community radio calendar it's an absolutely fabulous publication i mean it's really the printing and the whole thing is 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 fantastic it's the team is sport this year and um you know, it's I think
3: it's the two or less, and the Muppet show. standing up open the balconies, giving out. I think there's those two or less are at the front of it, is it? What's well, it anyway, Wal- St- Walter, Waldorf and I can't think of their names well, now. We used to watch it one time.
6: It's been a talking point, and I suppose the important I'm thing sure. is the important thing is to be talked about. Pat. yeah. Um, is, that, is that better than not being talked about, Jamie? I'm not so sure. <laughs> but anyway, it only costs five euro. For a fantastic publication, Ruth Griffin Photography is the... Ruth, uh, you know, took the photos uh, right through the year uh, at various sporting events right around the county. So um, please enjoy it. And by spending a fiver, which is very, very little, probably the cheapest calendar you'll get um, this year other than freebies with oil or something like that, if you do get them, but... Um, uh, and it's it's a great gift maybe to send away for christmas or the new year to bring back with you to places like toronto or or wherever so and it does help us uh we don't have you know we have some costs obviously the the usual costs we don't nobody gets paid here we're all on the same uh level of wages in this radio station which is zero but um we do have uh you know, we do have costs that we try and uh, Planets, cover yeah, as yeah. best we can. So please, um, you, you'll probably see it for sale around the place in shops or at matches or wherever uh, you meet it. So please uh, help us out if you can and do buy a calendar.
0: Yeah, indeed, Jim. Thanks a million for that. And that concludes our last Sportsline show here uh, for 2022. My thanks, as always, to co-presenter uh, uh, Pat McNamara, Thanks to our guests today, uh, James Vaughan, David Boland, Danny Chaplin and John O'Brien. And we wished him the very best look on, in their final and on their travels. Thanks once again to Jim in the control door for keeping us going. As we said, it's our final sports time for 2022. So if you don't meet us, I'll let you in for, for the rest of the games. From Pat and myself and all the team here, a very happy Christmas and a happy New Year to all. And until we meet again, it's Bannock Day. August Laun.